superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of The Rich Eisen Show here on a very busy Monday after a uh, weekend of sports. We can call it that. We can call it that. A weekend of sports. Uh, Lots to discuss today here on this program. And, you know, it's Thanksgiving weekend. Lots of turkey. Lots of stuffing. Lots of food. And it's just like my... My 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 shirt didn't fit me around Saturday night, and I'm like, "What's th- what's that about? Did I eat too much?" And it's no, just my chest trying to burst, waiting to talk. And uh, that's just the way I showed up today for work. Oh, Highly caffeinated and with lots to say. Um, how are you over there, Chris Brockman? What's up? How are you, sir? You have a good uh, Thanksgiving weekend? Uh, it was it was fine. It, the whole house was sick, so we couldn't oh, really no. go anywhere. Sorry to hear and, that. Uh, it was all right. I think it's the first Thanksgiving weekend ever I lost weight. Hey, but Mac Jones, <laughs> but, yeah. Mac Jones looked really good in Mac Minnesota. Played he played his well. best. He played his best game of the year. Everybody else played real dumb, so like that was kind of disappointing. Good but. to see you, Mike Del Tufo. How are you, brother? I'm doing all right, Rich. Congrats hey. on your win. Uh, and, 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 hey, and I appreciate that. Coming Greatly from appreciate the it. Proud troll that I am. Uh, I pre- and your Notre Dame Fighting Irish Sucks. came awfully close. Came awfully close, um, but uh, it's it's great. Uh, it, look, it will we'll carry your trolling Instagram out on our shoulders today. I love it. Little slow clap for you trying to enter the chat. Uh, How are you over there, TJ Jefferson? Good to see you, sir. Hey, man, it's good to be seen. Look, the Cowboys won. They did. The Cowboys. Bloodline won in SummerSlam or Survivor Series War Game. I mean, it's just it was a good weekend for me. Light the candle. Whoa, I wow. light up this candle. I'm going to light this candle, Rich, yes. for you. Appreciate it. Because I know what's coming. And well, let me tell you something. I'm excited. <laughs> Brockman's not excited. I'm excited. Let's go. Look at Brockman, are we ready? You know what? And, 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 and um, you know, it, there, there was a big college football game this weekend, and we'll discuss it shortly. Uh, as you know, I, I like talking professional football as well. And sure. Plus, you know, this is the way I handled my business last year when the game went down between my alma mater and Ohio State and Michigan won that game. So I'm like, eh, why, why break tradition <laughs> when tradition is being made? Yeah, at this point, you want to keep doing whatever it is hey, that you were you know doing what? to hey, get you to this Look, we'll, we'll talk about Michigan-Ohio State shortly, but I do want to talk about last night's Sunday night football game because it was, in my estimation, watching it go down, had the feeling, had the feeling of a torch being passed. It had that feeling 
to it. And I'm not referring from Rodgers to Jordan Love. I'm not. And as a matter of fact, it's interesting enough that Mike Tirico mentioned the anniversary of Aaron Rodgers' first nationally televised coming out party, which uh, was November 29th, I think back in 2008. And that anniversary is tomorrow when the Packers and the Cowboys played each other on NFL Network and I was there in the end zone and it was Favre versus Romo and it was Romo against his, the guy we idolized growing up, had pictures of Favre on the wall and Favre got hurt and the whole country was watching because both teams were at the top of the NFC. 2007. 2007, got it. So I, 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 wasn't even really thinking about that. And Rodgers came out when Favre got hurt, and Rodgers was so good. I remember Mooch standing next to me and Marshall on the other side of me because we were there in the end zone in, in, in the old Texas stadium, you know, where the roof had a hole in it so God could watch his favorite team play. That's the phrase that was being used for all those years. And, um, and I remember we were looking at each other. We were going higher register that whole time. Like, oh, my, the kid from Cal could play. Wow, look at this guy. We all know what happened. And so there's going to be a lot of cheese taken today because Jordan Love came out in that game late and, um, and, and threw it around. And suddenly Christian Watson's running down the field and, you know, uh, Lazard's making catches and the ball's flying out of hands. Uh, you know, it's, it's not like that defense was, was gunning for Jordan Love. It's not like that game was tight. It was a two-score game. But the fact that Rodgers wasn't out there – meant that he was definitely hurt. And sure enough, Roger said after the game that um, he was having trouble breathing and moving his upper torso around, and he's already got the broken thumb, and now they're 4-8. and eight. And the torch that I'm talking about, feeling like it was passed, is the torch from Rogers to the generation that Jalen Hurts is now the, the, the bold face name and face front star of. This kid's awesome. This kid is it. This kid is him, to use the phrase of 2022. This kid is him. And he's doing things that we'd never seen before, like 120 yards, 125 yards passing and receiving in a half. Okay? Ridiculous. The fact that he didn't break Justin Fields' record for most rushing yards in a game was kind of surprising. That's because everyone else was running the ball so well. Well, Miles Sanders just scored again. So, to me, that's the feeling I had. And after the game, you know, Jalen Hurts uh, on NBC was talking about how he grew up watching Rodgers. And it was an honor beating him, you know? And, and it just, that's, the, that's where it felt like to me the nail is just, you know, because Rodgers is now 4-8. and eight. Rodgers says he wants to still play this year. I don't know why he would, to be very honest with you. And, you know, last night watching Rodgers slinging around to take – a 13-point deficit and turn it into a tie that should have been a lead, if not for a missed extra point. That, to me, is Rodgers showing that he still has it, but that's just a, a half of football. The rest of this team is too banged up, and for him to come out pushing 40 and hurt, you know, it's, it, it, it's kudos to him to say he wants to keep playing. I don't understand why. And then I don't know what the future is because his contract is untradeable, and if he retires... I mean, there's a huge bill that would be due in dead cap money. I, I, I don't know what the answer is on all this front. Because I, I, I do read, you know, that maybe he's going to be done, period, in Green Bay. Or done, period, period. 
This guy strikes me as a football player who's still got a lot left to give, but I just felt last night that the two-time defending MVP of this league, back-to-back MVP of this league, is, is not the future of this league anymore. And you could sit there and say, well, he's pushing 40. Well, look, Brady plays is, is 45 years old. And it's interesting that on this day as well, another 12 in Cleveland lost a game that he's never lost before, leading with two minutes to go by seven, and they lost. That's never happened in his career. It's his first such loss. And I saw this team in Munich. I saw this team in Munich say that they, all they had to do is get to 500, go on a bye week, come back, and then plant their foot and go, just like they did in their Super Bowl year when they were 7-5, and five, losing on this very weekend to the Chiefs. Thanksgiving weekend, Thanksgiving weekend on a, on a Sunday, losing to the Chiefs to go to 7-5 and five and then didn't lose the rest of the way. They said that that was the plan, and they went to Munich and they played their best football game. Rashad White ran for 100 yards. Tom Brady was throwing it all over the place. The only mistake he basically made was slipping on the turf when he was trying to receive one. Devin White was everywhere. They played great defense, and they just beat down the Seahawks and then came back from their bye and couldn't win in Cleveland. Now, yes, they've got Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett as a grown-ass man, and Jacoby Brissett's playing his best football just as he's now going to hand the reins back to Deshaun Watson, who gets cleared to return today to start this coming week for the Browns. But for me, the moment was late in this game, Brady and the Bucks up seven on the 37-yard line of the Cleveland Browns, fourth and two. Tom Brady standing there, and the coach, I guess, Todd Bowles, says, let's punt. And I'm like, what does Tom Brady do with this? Tom Brady is told to take a delay of game penalty on fourth and two. Like, he does fourth and two in his sleep. Chris Godwin, he and Chris Godwin can run around in their sleep on fourth and two and move the chains. Like, he's done that with Edelman, name it. He's done it with Patton. He's done it with Caldwell. He's done it. Name, name a guy. Givens. Name a guy. Name a guy he's done it with. He's done it. Yeah. And you're telling this guy, let's play defense. And I saw that and I said to myself, I, I, I don't know how Brady computes this. How does Brady compute being taken off the field on fourth and two in the fourth quarter? And I totally know. This is revisionist, 2020. Because at the time, they're up seven, and if David Njoku doesn't make some sick one-handed grab on fourth down to send the game in overtime, we're talking about how the Bucks are 6-5 and five with a two-plus game lead in the NFC South rather than 5-6 and six going into a Monday night game against their Bette Noir, the New Orleans Saints, and its defense. So... I understand it's a thin line between being critical and then not even talking about it. And how bad, bad, bad and costly was that overtime? Because if you say, make sure Njoku doesn't catch it on fourth down in the end zone, or you don't punt it there and you put the ball in the hands of your GOAT quarterback, Tom Brady, and say, pick up two yards, Tom. And the defense that you love so much that you want to give a full field to, 
you then put the pressure on them and say, defend half the field. You give the ball to them on their own 37 as opposed to the ball on their own, what, 17? They only gained like 18 yards on a punt. Right? I mean, like, I, I it just, to me, it doesn't compute. It just doesn't compute. When you've got Tom Brady, but how costly was the the overtime? Tristan Wirfs got hurt in it. Their best offensive lineman on a banged up offensive line. And, I mean, it looked so bad, apparently, that Fox wouldn't even show the replay of it. Jonathan Vilma said it was too gruesome to show the replay of it. He gets carted off. But God bless him. The guy's such a mountain that it... He doesn't need surgery, and he might be back in a month, which is good because unlike the other 12 in Rodgers, this 12 sure looks like he's still in line to host a playoff game against your Dallas Cowboys unless the Cowboys can somehow get some help from anybody who plays the Philadelphia Eagles and then win that game on Christmas Day themselves. What a big game that is, Eagles and Cowboys on Christmas weekend. Well, that's the way I sensed it. Tom Brady today has got to be looking around and saying, what the hell is going on around here? We can't run it again? I know he's ma- he might be looking in the mirror talking about whatever mistakes he's making, but the one thing he's definitely not doing is saying, yeah, you know what? This offense, I, I don't have any confidence in it. Just-, just have me take the delay of game penalty and punt. Like the last coach that I think that probably did that with him was Lloyd Carr. <laughs> if you had to think about it. And I love Todd Bowles. And I just saw him in Munich. And I got a good sense from this team that they were just steady as they go, despite all the problems. But at least this team has a chance to make the playoffs and then reverse fortune. I don't know what the Packers are going to do with Aaron Rodgers. But I just got that sense. You know, I got the sense that there was a nice breath of fresh air and excitement when Jordan Love got out there. And I know that's going to give a lot of fuel to the Rodgers should sit and depart because it's time for Jordan Love in the same way it was time for him when Favre was still there. Not ready to go there, but I just got the sense that this is not the Brady Rodgers league anymore. It's the Hurts league. It's the Mahomes League. You know? It's the it's the league of Allen and Herbert and Tua. And White. And Burrow and Mike White. Thank you for including him. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence had his best game. He did. Herbert comeback. I mean So there's lots to talk about on this program. How about Mike White? Your guy. I mean, look. I Dallas just, Cowboy draftee, Mike White. I just tried to point something out to you, and sometimes <laughs> you don't want to hear the truth. The truth hurts, right? That's what they say. That was last year. I think you're starting to understand. You, you know, know what, you saw, You're seeing what I saw. I am, however, <laughs> feeling no pain. <laughs> you I might am. be feeling a little hangover this pain. This is you know great. I mean? Chris Long's going to join us on the program. Uh, I pain? spoke with T.J. Watt over Thanksgiving weekend. T.J. Watt. He's playing tonight. It's the Steelers. You want to talk about backs against the wall. Yeah, and the Colts still have a shot. They're high, they've got a higher register sniffing it option going on right now. 
You don't want to write that one down to high register sniffing it? I think you did it just so I would write it down. Mm-hmm. That's to be organic, Rich. Thank you. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show, everybody, here on uh, One Big Happy Family. Well, it's another year, another year in college football. You know what? Michigan um, took care of business against the Ohio State University. And, you know, I was thinking a lot about it this weekend. You know, maybe act like you've been there before. Because, you know, we we did beat them last year and they beat down. And I thought to myself, <laughs> No shot on this green earth. <laughs> Will I handle it like that? Why because you? we haven't been there in a while. They there being winning in Columbus, Ohio. 2000 was the last time that happened. So it's been two plus decades since a win like this happened. That's forever. And so the question is, is just how sweet is this? How sweet is it, Rich? Well, that might be a rhetorical question. Let me give you some answers. First things first, uh, the headline from the greatest student publication in these United States. This is what helped give me a start in my career. The Michigan Daily headline is again. Nice, simple headline. Again. Wow. Michigan 45, Ohio State 23. Great headline. Again. I would just give a little bit of pushback about again. Again. Great headline, because again means, you know, they did beat them last year and then beat them down last year, and then the beatdown happened again this year. And nobody really saw that coming because that's all I heard in the last year was just wait till next November. Rich, you're talking a big game. You're writing a lot of checks, talking with your chest quite a bit. Just wait till next November. This is just a one-off because this is the Ohio State University, right? Where championships are expected and wins over Michigan are part of the landscape. That's all I heard. Nobody remembered that last year Michigan won the Big Ten. Nobody remembered last year their coach was coach of the year. Everybody just wants to talk about how good Ohio State is. Pardon me. (laughs) Sorry. Don't mean to be disrespectful. The Ohio State. And then the game hits, and Ohio State gets the ball first, and Jim Harbaugh says, we'll win the toss. We'll put your offense on the field first, and they march right down the field and score a touchdown. And you get the feeling of, uh uh-oh, certainly because the Michigan offense all year long has been centered around the stupendous running back Blake Corum and his quadzilla-type offense 
lower half and his ability to push the pile and run the football. And it's been a run-heavy offense all year long, run by a young kid, J.J. McCarthy, in his first full year as a starting quarterback since high school. And he's supposed to not only have the arm, but the legs. And all we've seen most of the year is the legs of Blake Corum. And he got hurt last week, and he tried to go this time around with a heavy brace. He runs the ball once, and he trots off the field, and you go, uh-oh. But nobody saw big play J.J. coming. J.J. McCarthy. Oh, yeah, he dropped his huggies, did he not? On a third down, early in the game, down 10-3, here comes the rush. He backs up. He throws it to Cornelius Johnson, who spins and goes 69 yards for the touchdown because Ohio State's selling out to stop the run with their vaunted new defensive coordinator who's supposed to fix all those problems from last year. And then Cornelius Johnson, next one, wide open! 75-yard score. I think that's when you first sent me a <laughs> meme of Don Cornelius, right? <laughs> that was it. Just a Good picture. one, TJ. Don Cornelius from he, Soul Train. He texted me a Soul Train photograph on my phone. <laughs> I greatly appreciated that. No words. Right before halftime, though, Marvin Harrison Jr. with a beautiful thrown ball by C.J. Stroud, who, by the way, is my favorite Ohio State quarterback, maybe of all time. Flings this one to Marvin Harrison Jr. Touchdown. They take the lead halftime, and you get that uh-oh feeling again, except for the fact big play J.J. was not done. You got Colston Loveland, freshman tight end, who Jim went all the way to Idaho to visit. Oh, yeah. First career touchdown for him. By the way, that was a 45-yard strike. That was nice. Take the lead, and that's when the Michigan Wolverines just really put it to him. Donovan Edwards, 75-yard score. First snap after Ohio State made it an eight-point game, just as Joel Klatt was talking about how the new defensive coordinator was brought in just for this moment. They need to stop right now. One snap and see ya. That was beautiful. Chef's kiss, as if that's not enough. Donovan Edwards then gets the ball back and goes 85 yards. Untouched. 40-burger. 200 yards rushing for that kid. And J.J. McCarthy's throwing it all over the lot. Michigan not only does it again, but they do it again with the passing game. And they ran it down their throat. Holy crap, was that incredible. (laughs) Best part about it, wait a minute, I can't figure it out. Let's try and hunt and peck for it. After the game, Donovan Edwards was asked about his long touchdown run. Great answer. Go ahead. Donovan, the, the long touchdown run came through the line. There's nobody there. Which one? <laughs> uh, and then uh, yeah, I know JJ's too 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 young for this. The Ted Knight type Caddyshack laugh <laughs> as he's telling Pookie to do the honors to Chris in the boat. Love that. Ahoy, boy. Chris, do me a favor, please. Ask me what I think of the Michigan blowout win of Ohio State. Go ahead. Rich. You know, just the game on Saturday. What did you think of the blowout win? Which one? (laughs) (laughs) Which one? Which one? 
Nobody saw Michigan blowing them out. Nobody. Except the kids and the coaching staff in that locker room. That's what's beautiful about it. But that's not the most beautiful thing about it. Nuh-uh. What's more beautiful than that? The absolute, complete, Chernobyl-type meltdown by the Ohio State fan base. Just go ahead and put the words Ryan and Day into the old Twitter machine and see what comes out. From all those fans with the red X's instead of the M's. All those fans who won't say the word Michigan, that school up north or whatever the hell you call us. Michigan. All of them. All of them want Ryan Day gone yesterday. Two losses to Michigan in a row, and he's now, to the Ohio State fan base, useless. What's his record, Chris, since taking over Ohio I, State? I think he's 45-5. and five. Not good enough. Not good enough because of two losses. That's it. Want him fired to the point that they're chanting for Urban Meyer while Meyer's on live television after the beatdown. They're chanting about Urban to come back, totally forgetting about the complete, total dumpster fire that was happening in his tenure. He got suspended because of Earl Bruce's grandson. You forget about, I guess, they feel that he's now healthy again because he went back to coaching Jacksonville. Forget about what a total mess that was. Come back, Urban. Come back. Beat Jim Forrest because this stooge, Ryan Day, can't. It's a Chernobyl-type meltdown, but that's not the best part about it either. No, we finally drilled down to it. Is it the second straight beatdown that nobody saw coming, that they thought would never happen in a million years because last year was a supposed one-off and Aiden Hutchinson's not around anymore and so on and so forth? No, that's not it. Is it the complete meltdown and that they want Ryan Day gone? No. Mm-mm. It's because the next few days... And it's already started with the commissioner from the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, saying Ohio State deserves to still be in the college football playoff. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. And here, there's still some Ohio State fans that feel that way. Really? They still, oh, yes, they feel that way. And their argument that you're already hearing that will get louder is that their loss to Michigan shouldn't be such a negative Because Michigan's that good. Oh, yes. That's their reasoning. They're hoping Michigan's ranked one by the college football committee. So they could say, we lost to the number one ranked team at home. Alabama's got two losses. USC, they lost just briefly to, in a short span to Utah. But our one loss is at home to the best team In college football, Ohio State's best argument to still have a relevant season is that Michigan's too good to be ignored. Our greatness and our beatdown of them is their best case to be made in front of the committee. Oh, that didn't happen last year. It didn't. Last year, the beatdown ended it. This year, the beatdown ended. Still is a heartbeat 
for Ohio State fans still hoping to get in to get their revenge maybe on Michigan? Maybe. To still have a relevant season? My, my favorite, because I, I know some of these fans too, they want Ohio State to get in just so they could lose again and then get fired because they don't want them around anymore. I'm telling you, this is how bent out of shape everybody is from this win. It's better than the original. It's like Thanksgiving leftovers. It's better the day after. <laughs> Today is better than Saturday. And it's better than yesterday. And tomorrow will be better than today when the college football committee spits out its top four. Well, Turkey usually goes bad after that. I'm just telling you how great this is. And nobody saw it coming. And uh, I'm telling everybody in Canton, Ohio, I adore you. I love doing that <laughs> jacket dinner. But is coming. Uh, no, there's no but. There's no but. I love doing the jacket dinner. It is an honor, a tremendous honor of to course, be there of course, in of the birthplace of football in of front of a football-loving crowd in the city of Canton, Ohio. It's great. And last year, if you know, I, it kind of went viral where I gave the fans the business for losing to Michigan. I had no idea. And, and all, I, I have really tried hard not to respond to every Ohio State fan that responded to that video on Twitter with, wait till November. You just wait till November, Rich. You just wait. You just hang out. I've, tried, I've, run, I've done a great job of not responding to each and every one of you. But, I haven't. No, there's no but. but. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew that that speech was one big sports madlib? I just got to change the proper nouns in the score. That's it. More points this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's left them wanting the coach gone and wanting Urban back, embarrassing the coach on national television, not just with our play. Oh, yeah. That's another amazing thing is the largest crowd to watch college football game in over a decade. Had a front row seat for that beatdown. Unbelievable. Thank you to the kids and that University of Michigan football program. The Warriors and the coaching staff and everybody there. Jim Harbaugh told me when we, he first took the job that they were going to be dominant. Took a while. But they are dominant. And all I heard from Ohio State fans when Jim was losing and the Michigan teams under Jim were losing, all I heard from you fans were, you'll never get to us. We're we're just battling the Alabamas of the world. We're battling the Clemsons, punching down by beating Michigan. Well, not anymore. One is, you know, what? One, it's just one. Two, that's a trend. That's a trend. And I now have 365 more days to talk about this trend, and I intend to use all of it. I will attack each such day with an enthusiasm. Unseen before? Uh, it's just the phrase that Jim uses. <laughs> You're going to attack the day. With an enthusiasm. Saw what you did there. That's right. There you have it. How much red did you go through? On um, just uh, I, uh, Susan and I had a nice <laughs> bottle of Brunello that night. 
I really enjoyed just, you know, honestly, I, I, Albert Breer's not taking it well, guys, <laughs> ladies. Wherever you find him, give him a hug. Give he is not hug, taking yeah. it well at yep, all. Yep, yep. <laughs> Albert wishes he was in Nantucket, tan. Yes. Liz seemed upset this morning, too. You know. uh, I mean, I didn't, I just, I just, Sorry, you know, Liz. I just took a route to the desk that I don't normally take <laughs> past Liz. I, I noticed the uh, the uh, scarlet and gray crepe paper are not all gone. Hung. They're all gone. Oh, Everything's man. gone. God. Like it never happened. All like the, Kaiser's all, Soze. All the M's printed today. All the M's never yep. existed. No it's great. Honestly, Chris, I'm happy for you. No, no, no. Honestly, TJ, next few days, Ohio State fans want to see the number five next to their name. They will allow. They will allow oh, USC to leapfrog them. <laughs> After beating Notre Dame and needing a game, a win against Utah, another one, another yeah. one, another in the one. Pac-12 championship game, in order to, uh, I guess, rightfully take their spot in the final quartet, they they will allow that, they will allow that, but they will not allow, they will not allow Alabama, despite their two losses by just a combined four points, none of them at home. But you know what? I said before the game that I think the loser of this game should make it. So I'm here for you, Ohio State fans. I'm going to back your play because, <laughs> yes, your loss to the best team in the country shouldn't be such a negative. It is a positive to get beat down in your house by your longstanding rival that happens to be the best team in the country. If you so see fit to choose that argument... Plus one. <laughs> I'm here for you. I'm not. They're done. <laughs> I don't know. They got embarrassed. It's over. Go home. So you, you'd put Alabama in above them? No. no. What if USC loses to Utah? Oh, well. Hey, hey, hey. I'd rather see Alabama. I didn't say it. He did. When we come back, there is a team in the NFL that lurks in the jungle. And I want to talk about that team and their huge W yesterday. Yes, indeed. In the horseshoe and a full Chernobyl meltdown in Ohio State country. That's the way you win a rivalry game, folks. That's the way you do it. Alan Atlanta, let's take his phone call. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you want to have a chat today, we got a lot of time for talking. That's what the Rich Eisen Show is all about. How are you, Al? Good morning, Rich. What's going on? I have a bone to pick with you. Got it. With all due respect, okay. I understand how happy you are and how high on the horse you are riding right now. Mm -hmm. But you made a statement last segment yes. where you claimed that Ohio State lost to the best team in the country ah uh, hold on and i know where you're going with this i know you're a georgia bulldog fan and i know you're, you're georgia bulldogs beat down michigan last time we faced each other in the national semifinal and i get that and we might see a rematch of it who knows i, I didn't say that i'm saying ohio state fans are saying that about michigan to try and get its way into that fourth spot should usc falter that's what i'm saying and that's what makes this beatdown of Ohio State that much more delicious is that it has cornered any Ohio State fan that wants to see its team in the playoffs. There's so many who are so sick of what they just saw. They just want to have the season end and not see them. Believe it or not, I'm seeing that. 
But those folks' best argument to get into the college football playoffs is that their one loss should supersede the two losses by Alabama, not just because it's one fewer, but because they believe they just lost to the best team in the country. Because why else would they lose by 22 if Michigan wasn't the best team in the country? That's what I'm saying. Okay. I, I misheard you. I am Very sorry. Good. All good. We can now, you know, you want to hug it out? You want to hug it out? Yeah, let's hug it out. Okay, hug here we go. Right here. One, two, three. Hug it. Tap, tap. Now we okay. separate our ways. Thanks for the call. Just had to push it back there. I love a good Monday. Because I think uh, th- th- it'll be crucial to see where the college football playoff committee handles it. Right? Like, do they put Georgia one going into their now worthless SEC championship game I against ass- LSU? I would assume so. They've been one all year. Right. So, I mean, I, no. yeah. But they didn't have a 22-point win on the road against the number two team in the country. Also undefeated. No. Okay. But They might just keep Michigan right where it is. Michigan at two just to set up the... Against TCU, and then Georgia takes on USC. Oh, yeah. I'd sign for all those. I mean, by the way, USC is two wins shy of playing for the national championship in SoFi, right up the road. Yeah. And down the road from their campus. Maybe. Because that's where the national championship is. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Beat oh. Utah, beat whoever they face. And by the way, the college football playoff committee might just, might just put Michigan one have Georgia take on TCU so Michigan could take on USC in a national semifinal game like an old-school Rose Bowl. Could. Would you tune in and watch that, watch that game, man? I that I, would be, uh, it's possible. That, or, or, or they could put USC three. I don't know if you leapfrog USC with one loss over TCU. I don't know if that matters. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe they keep Michigan two because Ohio State's going to be four. If they get in, and who wants to see that rematch when the first was such a beatdown? I mean, count me out. I don't need to see that again. So, hey, folks, I just went all in on Michigan beating Ohio State, and, you know, that was great. (laughs) But I have, this has got no, um, it's nothing personal here against the state of Ohio at no? all? No, 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 no. I, as I say, I love going to Canton every year. I love being around the great folks of Canton. They love football. And there are, you know, are, um, there's one thing I want to talk about uh, that I am all in on a team in, in Ohio right now. I'm all in on them. I didn't choose them when I had a mulligan. But as you know, I chose them to win the AFC North, and it didn't look good when they were 0-2. Not at all. But we on this show, because I know you feel the same way. I don't know. We haven't had much of a conversation about it, TJ. But you and I, Chris, we're lockstep on Joe Burrow. Love that guy. This guy's a winner. He was basically put on the planet to win football games. <laughs> it's kind of stupid. Like, just again, he had Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase on the same college football team. Well, that's part of the reason why they won a national championship. And he threw 60 touchdown passes at LSU. This guy takes a beating and keeps on ticking, and he shows up to work, and you just get the sense that he's going to win. And when he doesn't, you know, he he takes it. He doesn't deny it. He just he takes it, and he makes himself better. God, I just love the way he holds himself and comports himself. I love it all. And yesterday, the Bengals went back into Tennessee where they won a divisional playoff game last year despite Burrow getting sacked 
nine times. He threw for 348 yards in that playoff game, and they won it. He got sacked nine times in that game. This time around, it he was taking a beating, and he didn't have Jamar Chase in this game because the hip injury that there was a report that he could return to this game wasn't ready, and no Joe Mixon either. So he'll just take T. Higgins and Samaje Piran and beat you. That's what he'll do. He's so good, and this team is really good defensively and getting better. And Jamar Chase is slated to come back next week. And this team has won three in a row, and they are now 7-4 and four after starting 0-2. I'll do that math for you. They've won seven of their last nine games. The other team that they lost to in the Super Bowl, their season is done. The Rams are completely beaten up. No Stafford, no Cup, now no Robinson. They've, they've, I mean, their their offensive line is banged up. I mean, even their coach took one on the jaw yesterday. And so, you know, the Bengals have zero hangover officially. And this is a Titans team that steals your soul, right? I mean, this is the the Titans team that hits you. This is not one of those, you know, slinging around type games. You need to, what, as uh, Mike Vrabel once famously said on this program, take your heart pills and buckle up. Buckle up. That's what the coach of the Tennessee Titans, who's maybe feeling a little sad of the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry as well today, just as a little side. But I'll tell you what, man, this is a big boy pants game that the Bengals won yesterday. And if the Bengals do, because the Ravens lost in Jacksonville, wind up winning this division, this might mean Tennessee's got to go visit them if they face each other again in a playoff game. This is a huge tiebreak to have in their back pocket as they move on, and Joe Burrow knows it. Yeah, this is the kind of game that great teams win. It's, you know, it's not always going to be pretty. This is the NFL. You're playing really, really good teams on the opposing end. Uh, it's not going to be pretty all the time, but... You know, you got to find ways to win, and now we're starting to do that. And I just love it. He's wearing a a sweatshirt that looks like something my 14-year-old Xander would wear, which is a tie-dye Bugs Bunny sweatshirt. Designer, Rich. I get it. (laughs) We wouldn't get it for Xander. He'd probably get ketchup on it. That's what a 14-year-old does. It's called fashion. He loves ketchup. But he does love fashion. He loves fashion and ketchup, my my oldest. (laughs) But Joe Burrow, man. Joey B. While we're all focused, rightfully so, on the Chiefs and the Bills, and the Dolphins are going to get some mad run this week. Mad run, because they're on Sunday night against the 49ers. That is a huge... Okay, so the Dolphins are going to really... There's going to be a lot of folks who have not really zeroed in on what we zeroed in on, which is Tua being elite a month ago. And and everybody, the Dolphins are going to get a ton of run this week, folks. And while everybody's focused on what Lamar Jackson tweeted at a guy who criticized him in the loss to Jacksonville, while everybody's focused on that, you know who just keeps on winning and keeps on ticking? Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who I believe is also going to get some run this week because you know who they play this week. Chiefs. In the jungle. Just like last year. They beat twice last year. And, yeah. and they won that game 
in Cincinnati, and that's when everybody kind of sat up straight and go, oh, uh, yeah. okay. What? what? What happened? And they were higher register all the way. Everyone talked to Bengals in the higher register all the way to the moment they lifted the Hunt Trophy in the home of Lamar Hunt last year. And by the way, that team last year also was 6-4 and four entering Thanksgiving week and had the same number of offensive touchdowns, points per game, and points per game allowed as this year's team. They had the same base as last year's team. Same. And they just beat the one seed in a big boy pants game without their top receiver and running back. But they got Joe Burrow and that defense and that kicker. Watch out for the Bengals. All I'm saying. Chris Long, hour number two on this subject and so much more. And also overreaction Monday, TJ Watt and your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. Great first hour, guys. Great first hour. (laughs) One for the books. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show.